Thank you, Pastor Joe. So about a month or so ago, I decided I was going to sign up to do something I had never done before. I decided that I was going to compete in a race, and not just a regular running race, but instead, I was going to compete in a sprint triathlon. This is where you clap. Okay, good. I know. So, there's an important thing to mention here. A sprint triathlon is a regular triathlon with a swim, a bike, and a run. It's just a little bit shorter than a full-length race. Uh, So it starts with a 400-yard swim, and then you get out, you hop on your bike, and you go for 10 miles, then you get off your bike, and then you go jog 3.1 miles, and then you're done. Easy as can be. No trouble whatsoever. And so on September 7th, I've signed up with a couple of friends to do one of these races, and so as we've been training, I asked them to get some action shots of me this week to prove that I really was doing it. So uh, take a look at these. There I am. That's the swim, so it looks good. And we got our next one here. There's me on the bike, outrunning the storms we've had this week. And then lastly, for my weekday body, there we are. Just out there beating the heat, as they say. So, yeah. So as you can imagine, with all this serious training I've been doing, uh, with the running, the swimming, and biking, uh, it can get a little monotonous, going back and forth in the pool or the same routes day after day. Uh, So I found myself with a lot of extra time just to think and to reflect on everything that's going on in my life and in the ministry of our church and all of those kind of good things. Uh, And so I've really spent the most amount of time talking about or thinking about two things in particular. Uh, The first is my life. Uh, This week I celebrated a birthday, which was exciting, another year underneath the belt. Uh, And if you're thinking, oh, I forgot to get him a present, don't worry, it's not too late. Uh, I love coffee and any and all restaurant gift cards, just drop them by the office. We're open Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30 p.m. Uh, The second thing I've been thinking about, though, is my faith, my personal faith. And many of you know I've been on a journey since seminary, and I've been here with you all, uh, preparing for ordination as an elder in the United Methodist Church. And the last over two years of work and preparation, uh, I submit all that paperwork in about two months, and then I interview not too long after that. And so those are some big decisions, uh, some big things happening in my life, and I've been having more time to think about them, to pray about them, to reflect. And so this morning, I want to spend just a a few moments talking with all of you about things I've learned about life and faith through all of this training that I've been doing. Many people use the example of uh, life is like running a race. Or this morning, we're going to be reading out of the book of Philippians, and Paul is the one who talks a lot about uh, our faith journey being like a race as well. Sometimes it feels like it's a full-on sprint. We're just moving so fast we can barely stop to catch our breath. And at other times, our life and our faith can feel like a marathon where we're just so exhausted and all we can do is put one foot in front of the other. So when we talk about this life we're living or this race we're in, we have a long-term goal. 
that one day we're going to meet Jesus face to face when we take our last breath here on earth and our first breath in heaven, and we are reflecting about today the journey in between, between where we are right now and where we'll be when our race is finished. So I want to invite you to get your teaching notes out of your bulletin. If you're, this is your first time here, there's a slip of paper in there and a good place to take notes. And if you feel the Spirit moving in you or speaking to you, I invite you just to jot that down. There's some fill-in-the-blanks and some open-ended questions for you to reflect on this afternoon and throughout this week. So the first thing I've learned about uh, life and faith is this, that training and practice are important. And when we think about how training and practice are important, two other things come to mind. The first is that we need the proper gear. We need the proper gear. And the second is we need to have a plan on how we're going to do all of this practice and training. So, for example, when I, when I think about the race I'll do in September, uh, I obviously need a bike, I need the pump, a, a helmet, because safety first, always, some water. Uh, then I've also got my running shoes here. Man, if you all could see the bottom, they just are weak. They have had so many miles put on them. I hate running. It's my least favorite part. Uh, and then I've also got my swim caps and my goggles here. I've got the gear I need to be able to compete in the race. But when we think about our faith, there's some certain gear we need as well if we're going to grow and if we're going to practice our faith. The first one that comes to mind as an idea of gear we need uh, is a Bible. We all need our own Bible that we can read from, ideally daily, uh, and be rooted with God's Word as our foundation. And if you don't have your own Bible or you have a Bible you haven't read in a long time because it's hard to read, I just want to remind you that out at our Welcome Center in the lobby, we have uh, Bibles that we would love to give as our gift to you. Um, free of charge, just take one with you as you go, so that way you can spend some time in the Word every day. A second piece of gear I think we need as believers is a space where we go to pray, ideally outside of here on Sunday mornings, whether that's in your car or on your patio, a place where you can go just to spend some time with you and God in prayer. An idea I have uh, that maybe some of you don't know about, is right here on our church campus, we have a prayer room, uh, a space that is totally dedicated to prayer. Uh, if you go out this side of the sanctuary down the hallway by the fellowship hall, you'll see this, and then on the left side, you'll see a door that says that, prayer room. And if you go inside, it looks like this. Uh, it's a small place with a small altar and a kneeler, a beautiful mural, and it's very dimly lit, and we've got a variety of prayer books in there. If you've been looking for a place where you can just go and have some quiet time, uh, come by the church office anytime, and we'll lend you a key, and you can go down there and have that place to pray. You can also come in here during the week if you'd like, or one of our chapels or somewhere on our grounds. Uh, we've got to have a place to pray. And then the third piece of gear I think we need for our faith is this. We need something to study, uh, something other than just Scripture uh, to help us learn, to help us grow. So that could be a Bible study. It could be uh, utilizing Right Now Media, the online tool that we just uh, bought as a church with over 10,000 Bible studies that's available to every person uh, right on your smartphone or your tablet on your computer. You could go on our church website to get access to that today for absolutely free. 
So for our faith, we need a Bible, a place to pray, and something to study along with the Scriptures. If we want to succeed with our practice and our training, we need to have the right gear. We don't want to injure ourselves or anyone else in the process. And the second thing we need if we're going to be successful with the practice and training is we need a plan. Uh, on the screen, this is an example of a piece of paper that someone gave me when we started. And it just tells me everything I need to do for the next 12 weeks to get ready for the race. It totally takes my thinking and planning out of it. I can just show up and I know what I need to do to reach my goal. And have I missed a day in all of this training? Of course. But I think that's part of the process as well. Even when you miss a day or you get off track, to get back right the next day, to keep going and to keep moving forward. And the same goes with our faith. Uh, we need to have a plan. We need to set some goals. We need both short-term goals and long-term goals. So for my race, an example can be, I'd love to be able to run a whole mile without needing to stop and breathe, breathe heavily and, and walk. Or it could be, I'd love to be able to ride my bike for three miles without my legs feeling like they're on fire. Uh, but a long-term goal for the race could be just simply finishing that triathlon without dying. That's literally my goal. <laughs> the time does not matter. Just let me make it. But when it comes to our faith, we also need some short-term and some long-term goals. Uh, an idea of a short-term goal uh, could be for you to uh, take a step out of your comfort zone and maybe join a Bible study or a Sunday school class or a small group. Uh, sometime this fall when we start talking about all the new classes and opportunities. Another short-term short -term goal could be to make a commitment to read one chapter out of a book of the Bible every day for a week. See if you can do it for a week, and then next time try for 10 days in a row. Just some short-term short goals that we can accomplish to move forward and to grow. Another idea I wanted to share with you, uh, if you're new to reading Scripture daily or that's not something you know a lot about or uh, and you're just getting started, uh, on your phone or your tablet, you can get the Bible app, uh, and there are plenty of studies and plans you can use on that app. Uh, but what I'd also encourage you to do is you can uh, get it to send you a notification every day at whatever time you pick of the verse of the day. Uh, and that is such a wonderful thing because even if we get busy or we forget or something comes up, at least there is one verse of Scripture for us to read and reflect on every day. Maybe that's an opportunity for you, a short-term goal that you could commit to. There's a passage of Scripture uh, from the book of Philippians, the second chapter, uh, verses 12 through 16. And this is uh, Paul writing this letter to the Philippians, and uh, I want to read these few verses to us on the screen. It says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world 
full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life, then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. We're running a race, and it's a race worth running. God is working in each of us. That's what that Scripture tells us. God has a purpose and a calling for each of us in this life. And the journey we're on is to figure out what that looks like every single day. Because it can change. It can morph into something different at different seasons in our life. But God is calling us to run this race. So the first thing we've learned is that training and practice are important that we need the proper gear, we need a plan, and we need some long-term and short-term goals. The second thing is this. Support is needed. I would almost go to the length to say that support is essential. The best example I can think of uh, to illustrate this is to think back at a time in your life Uh, probably around the New Year's time, where you set a goal and you told yourself that you were going to start waking up 30 minutes or maybe an hour earlier each day so that you could make time to exercise, or you could make time to pray or read the Scriptures before your day began. Now, play it forward a few days. Uh, For the first three or four days, it went great. It was super successful. You were up early, no troubles. It was life-changing, and then you loved it. And then day five or six rolls around, that alarm goes off and it's a little too loud or it's a little too early. And you slap that snooze button, you say, I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow rolls around and that rarely ever happens. But replay that story uh, and think about if you would have involved someone else in the equation other than yourself. If you would have got a friend or a family member Uh, to say, hey, every Wednesday for the next six weeks, let's meet at the Panera early in the morning on Wednesdays, and let's just read Scripture and pray together. Or if you've got somebody that says, hey, I'll meet you down at the park and we'll walk together three mornings a week before we start our days. You're a lot more likely to be successful because somebody is counting on you. Somebody is waiting for you in that place. The support is necessary if we're going to achieve our goals. The accountability piece of it is incredibly important. The same rule applies when it comes to our faith. I think oftentimes we start to uh, believe this lie that our relationship and our faith, excuse me, our faith is only about our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's just about me and Jesus. But that's not true. As Christians, this religion we have, this Christianity we believe in, it's a group thing. It is a community of believers called the body of Christ. We all have a role to play. We all have different gifts. And the wonderful thing about support and accountability is look around at how many people are here today. We know at some point in our lives we're all going to stumble. We're all going to fall down and we might get an injury on this race we're running. But the wonderful thing about our faith and our church community is there's so many people here that are on that race with us, and they're going to be there to pick us up. They're going to be there to encourage us and say, we've still got a ways to go. Keep moving forward. Another reason the accountability is helpful 
is because we're able to share tips and tricks with our friends uh, that are on the race with us. I think about as I've trained for my race, I've had folks uh, teach me ways to control my breathing better so I can run for a longer distance or ways to improve my strokes so I can glide through the water much easier. But I also think about my mentors in the faith, folks who have gone to church and who have been Christians for so much longer than I have, who have told me ways to more effectively read and understand Scripture. Or when I get into a spiritual rut, I can say, help, I I just don't know how to take that next step forward. And they can say, I've been there before, and let me tell you what worked for me. We need folks who have run this race before to pour into us, to show us the way, to hold us accountable, and to support us. I turn back to another passage in the book of Philippians, this time in the first chapter, uh, verses 27 to 30, and it'll be on the screens. It says this, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved, even by God Himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for Him. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. In this journey, there will be struggle. As Paul is writing this letter, he sits in a jail cell, but yet he continues to support the people that he's writing this letter to. He holds them accountable and says, even though this is my situation, I want to push you forward to keep preaching the gospel and to stay true to the faith. Paul knew the importance of encouragement and support, and we need to remember that as well as we run this race. The third and the final thing that I've learned with all this training is this, that humility and perseverance are required. Perhaps you'll remember that it is July right now. Uh, It's been very hot every day. Uh, It's also been very humid, and these storms have been quite nasty over the last couple of weeks. And so when I think about those circumstances outside, and then I think about the recliner I have in my 73-degree house not too far from a refrigerator, it can be difficult to pick the exercise on some days. But... The perseverance is required if we're going to accomplish our goals. You see, the reality is I can, I can buy all the gear. I can have all the things. I can have my training plan. I could get workout partners and get all the support I need. But ultimately, I have to make the decision to go and do the work. The same with our faith. We can have all the best intentions in the world. We could lay out our church clothes on Saturday night. We can set our alarms. We can make a hearty breakfast. But we still have to persevere to get in the car, to come here, and to come to worship. 
or whatever other ministry it is that we participate in. They say that 80% of success is just showing up. So I think when we think about our life and our faith and the goals we have, even if we don't know where to turn or what the next step is, showing up is important. And the last thing is this. In faith and in life, humility is required. And this is perhaps the most important thing I'll say this morning, and I want to read again from the book of Philippians in the second chapter, verses 3 through 5. It says this. Paul writes this about humility. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ had. In this life, there are always going to be people that can run faster than us. There will always be people who can swim or bike a farther distance. There's always going to be people who have more Scripture memorized than us. There's always going to be people who go to church more than us, or people who like to talk about how much they serve and how they do it more than we do. That's life. But as Christians, can we not recognize that while the journey is important, the destination is so much more important? And when we're on this journey, can we not practice humility every step of the way? Can our legacy be how well we loved and how well we served? That's what we want to run this race for. In our time this morning, we've talked about uh, how we need to train and we need to practice. We need to have gear, we need to have a plan, we need to set goals. We talked about how support and accountability are so important, and then we, the last thing we said is that humility and perseverance are required. And when it comes to my personal faith, uh, there are a lot of short-term goals that I have. Uh, I wish I could be a little more patient. I wish I was a little less judgy at times. I wish I was better at the spiritual discipline at fasting. Those are just a few examples on a long list of things I'm working on. But to close, I want to share with you what my number one uh, lifetime long-term goal is. It's the one thing I would do anything to make sure I could accomplish it. My goal is that when I finish this race on life, uh, on this earth, and I take my last breath here and I'm standing before God, and for the final judgment, I hope to hear God say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. My grandfather, also named Robert Bledsoe, who was a United Methodist pastor, uh, he, uh, he passed away almost a decade ago now, uh, and at our family uh, grave plot in Ocala, a couple hours north from here, uh, there's a bench, and I've got a picture of it here, and it says just that right near our, his, his grave, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I'd like to think that when he took his last breath here and he stood before God, and I can somewhat say pretty confidently that I know he heard those words as well. 
It's my long-term goal to hear those words as well. What is your long-term goal for this life and for your faith? What's your plan? Do you have the gear you need? Do you have the support you need? My friends, this race is a race worth running if we're serving Jesus. Let's pray together. Oh God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, and that you walk, jog, run, pedal, and swim with us each step of the way. That God, even when we fall down or we stumble, you are there to pick us back up. And your Holy Spirit encourages us as we continue to run this race. And may we remember that humility and perseverance is required. We love you, God. And all of God's children said, amen. amen.